0: Hey, I'm Brett Gornick. I'm Jason Loebig. Welcome to the Live Better Podcast.
1: Best day
0: ever. We are coaches, trainers, retreat leaders, and wellness advisors, but didn't start our careers doing this. Jason worked in public accounting and I worked in corporate retail until starting our dream business in which we help people from all different industries pursue their best day ever every single day.
1: The goal of this podcast is to interview both each other and other professionals making an impact on the world on how wellness is the fuel to
0: do whatever it is in life you want to do better. This podcast is about teaching people to actively pursue their purpose and how to use self-care to do it. We're here to show you how the best day ever mindset is available to anyone at any time, no matter your circumstance. It's your choice and we're here to encourage you. You can
1: find it anywhere you get your podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, SoundCloud, and even YouTube. You can also listen to our podcast on www.livebetterco.org. Have the best day
0: ever. All right, Live Better Fam Podcast. We are live with JT. Super excited to have you on the podcast today, dude. How is
2: life in Hollywood? Life is good. Thank you guys for having me. I'm super grateful, and you guys have done a really good job, so I'm pumped to be on this uh, show today. Uh, Life is good. I cannot complain. I'm currently sitting in a a beautiful house in the Hollywood Hills, something that I wouldn't have have guessed I was going to be doing uh, a couple of years ago, and so uh, I'm pretty pumped about it. Awesome. I think uh, there are about 800 topics I want to talk about, (laughs) so
0: we'll try to We'll try to wrap things up. But I think in all honesty, I think the, the one thing I want to start with is just the energy that I see from what you do and how well you do things. And um, one of the Instagram videos you posted not not too long ago was just like kind of a, a self definition of that you want to be just like the best person in the room, like the hardest worker, the most diligent, the most thoughtful and i think it's it's super important to one proclaim that and then two go about doing that where does that energy and that thought process and that um just kind of like tenacity come from
2: um i think i was i think it's a mix of being born with it and then seeing it modeled or seeing it not modeled enough around me uh, i do think i was always a very like I, I come from a big family, seven kids, and I was always the kid that was kind of the the wild one that was just like running around. I was a middle child, you know, that just probably some people can resonate with that. Uh, and I was just, you know, kind of always energetic. And then I think um, from playing on sports teams and just kind of feeling out where I feel my skill set could be used in like, just the role that I play on teams. And, and that role was uh, bringing energy to everybody. And it, unfortunately, it's not a role that's glorified enough of being less impactful on the ice and more impactful in the locker rooms. But um, that was something that I really enjoyed was getting everybody around me to be feeling good and be performing at their best. And now being done with sports, that's something that I bring into everything that I'm doing in the business world and in my relationships is just I want people to really enjoy their lives and feel good about themselves and feel good about what they're doing and if i can bring that kind of energy to the room and and allow them to do that then i feel good about myself dude seven kids that's a lot i know my mom's, a, my, mom's a full, <laughs> my mom's a beast that's the full
1: mom's a beast that's the full plus a sub you got the whole team yeah.
2: trust me i know it's it's uh you know i'm telling uh, my girlfriend right now i'm like look I'm pretty used to like big family, a lot of kids. Like I'm thinking we'd we try to get 6, you know, maybe 7. She's like no chance. <laughs> I, I, I just love uh I just I'm an energy guy. I really like like being around. I like there being a lot of people around. I like, you know, go, get bouncing off of other people's energy, picking people up, like also, you know, feeling when other people are feeling down. Like I also like being there for that and so I I like being around people and uh, in my family, I was kind, I'm kind of like the, the glue of like bringing everybody together. And, um, that's something that I also want to bring into my own family, uh, one day. So that's, uh, it's something that I really enjoy. So not the middle child troublemaker.
1: I feel like you and Brad are like that. I have two younger brothers and my middle brother was a total psycho until we were like 24. <laughs> Uh, and <laughs> now he's my best friend. He's awesome. But how was that growing up? Like, how do you feel when you, you know, when you're growing up in a big house? Cause I feel the same way. Like I love large family parties. I love when everyone's together. I totally agree. You can feel that energy. And I think that's such a fun thing about working on our space, just like in wellness, being connectors and working and building a community is that you get to feed off of that with an infinite number of people. How do you think, um, or maybe what specific things do you remember growing up that sort of like fed that energy for you that maybe helped you play? Or was it always just, you just enjoyed being around like large groups of people and you think that's kind of what you fell to after um, hockey?
2: Uh, I think like, uh, honestly, I just when you were just talking about that, I think laughter was like something that really came to mind and like being not the center of attention, but just like cracking jokes or just like getting people to like, be optimistic and like like you know make something uh make light out of something that could be you know weighing on people or or just like kind of bringing the trying to bring the energy up was something that like i can thoroughly remember uh as a kid even being like the even being like the the bunt of a joke or like the like letting my brothers and sisters like make fun of me about like me being an idiot like it the 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 ease of tension and like just knowing that everybody is is feeling good is something that really does like motivate me. And now obviously in, in business, it's it changes a little bit because it's not there, it, there isn't just humor and stuff all the time and you have to be real at moments. but I think that the the ability to know when uh, when to push and when to pull is something that has benefited me a lot in the in the business world and in the, the team environment. So
0: when you uh, when you talk about business, obviously you're running a, a couple different ventures right now, and I think we resonate a lot with you because one of your main purposes, or at least what I pull, is to bring people together. Um, you and I are very similar uh, in the fact that it's you know about the energy, it's about creating that connection, um, and it's really just about being a place where people can can be themselves and. At Live Better, that's one of our main purposes. And we run our big wellness experiences, our retreats. It's just getting people together that are like minded to like have time to just let that work itself out and be a part of something bigger. Um, you, you've been doing a lot of really cool stuff. And I think obviously things like Reset have been has is really is super cool and uh obviously impacted right now during the current environment but let us know what reset is like what's the purpose of it what's the what's the goal for it um and um where did it come from
2: yeah so when i stopped playing hockey i played pro for six years and then when i retired um i was always really into creative work when i was playing i was in uh I was producing music. I was producing rap. I was producing dance music. I was doing, uh, I was tie dyeing clothes. I was doing different types of art. Like, I was always very into like creative stuff. And so when I got done playing, uh, I knew that I was going to jump into something like that. So I started doing it as a fitness and wellness kind of creator. So I was posting a lot of workouts. I was creating little like hype edits of my hockey stick handling and training. And, uh, I was able to work with a handful of brands and that at the time my girlfriend was doing the exact same thing so she was in the fitness world as well and was working with brands herself and obviously both of us being aligned we would work with some of the same brands and we would be like geez these like you know these wellness brands or these like better for you brands really are impacting our life and like they're actually pretty dope like they actually kind of have some cool branding and like they're you know it's getting to be a little bit more popular but at the same time we have a lot of friends that aren't into wellness that don't really know how to take care of themselves that don't really aren't using products that they could be using that taste good and are way better than the things that they're putting in their body right now. And so we wanted to come up with a way that we could get our friends to implement some of these brands that we were using without us coming off as like brand ambassadors or being like, you know, we're paid to, to get you guys to care about this. So we were like, all right, look, what's a way that all of our friends would would be open to trying something? And like, where is like an environment that a lot of people are just open to connecting and like, you know, mingling and making friends and building relationships. And we we're like, honestly, a party like a, you know, a friend's house party or a bar or like a backyard, like barbecue. Like that's where people kind of let their guard down and are open to like just having fun. So we want to do that, but we don't want to like have there be alcohol and have it be like an actual like rager where people are hung over and are feeling terrible. So what if we do a party and instead of there being alcohol, we just have everything be a product that is better for you. And that helps you recover, makes you feel a lot better, makes you uh, feel more empowered and feel like you're in more in control of your well being. And uh, at the same time we were like, all right, when would people need that the most? And it was right. We were two months out from Coachella. So we were like, the day after Coachella, everybody is literally dead. Like People are not alive. They're, it takes them three weeks to recover. So what if instead of them going and laying in their beds and being extremely hungover for two days, what if we throw this event the day after Coachella and it can continue on the energy from Coachella, but it can give people a day where they get to go and completely recover and, and like get back to at least some semblance of normal? And uh, and they also get to meet a ton of these brands that all of them are trying to work with and, and, you know, uh, implement into their life anyway. So that was where the idea came about. And then, you know, on the brand side, so that, that was where it started and we were like, all right, look, how are we going to get both influencers or or guests to, to care about this and how do we get brands to care about it? And from the, the guest side, it's, exclu- it's exclusive and, and it's non-invite or it's invite only. So it's not open to the public and uh, it's hand picked So we, we're, we pick everybody that is at the event because it's obviously such a limited capacity. And then from the brand side, um, they get to come to the event and shoot a ton of content with the influencers that they're always trying to uh, get at, 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 to try their products anyway. And so the way that we kind of approach it with brands is like, look, we know how hard it is to build a community, especially in, a well, in the wellness world or in that kind of market uh, because there's, it's so competitive and there's so many people that are trying to reach out to these brands. And what we have for you guys is like a single day where you get to meet all of the key players in this, in this space, all of the top uh, wellness, you know, quote unquote, influencers or personalities and you get to take pictures with them. You get to tell them why you founded and started your company. You get to get a- initial feedback from them because they're trying your product right in front of you. You're taking videos with them and you get to build like you know a lasting relationship with them. And from our event, we've had a ton of uh, brands that are working with influencers to this day. And it's been over a year that they met at our first event. And so that's kind of where it started. And now it's you know spun off into a handful of other things. And obviously with Corona, it's been completely put on pause we were planning for it to be at coachella this year like right next door to coachella and so that's unfortunate but that's how the uh the whole thing came together and now we're working on some more things with it
0: damn that's that sounds it's it sounds like such an obvious play and the fact that you filled that gap in our and are working into that i think the, the things that i get from it is is the connection piece i think you know, a lot of people in, uh, you know, a social media age are trying to figure out their way to work with companies and create their own brands and doing all this stuff. And you just had everybody show up at the same spot and bring them all together and create a vibe. And I think what's super cool about that is it, it really connects people together. And I think that that's something that, I mean, obviously now as we're having to maintain six feet from every other person, it's super important. So I think that's something that is awesome. And I love that you played off the back end of of a of an event like that, because it shows the importance of, hey, we're trying to get back so that we can like actually go do shit. And using companies, brands, partners, people to do that is, is super cool.
2: Thank you, bro. And yeah, you know, I think that there's a common theme between uh, everything that I'm doing, uh, and everything that like just comes to my mind when I'm working on new projects. And that is connecting people with brands or connecting people with other people in a way that's going to make both of them feel better. So whether that's physically feel better, whether that's financially in a better situation, whether that's just, you know, leveling up with uh, their work or their, you know, whatever endeavors they're diving down. But there's just, I've always been able to identify uh when meeting somebody identify different ways that other people that I know and other relationships that I have could be of use to them. And and not even in like a way where it's, where it's like transactional, just like a, when I meet somebody, I'm like, bro, this person would love so-and-so or, or bro, this person would, this dude would absolutely crush it working for this brand. And just, that's just the way that my mind kind of works. And so all of these different endeavors that I've gone down are kind of are all in that same exact situation.
1: You know, what's so interesting from listening to you describe that and from the past probably three, four years for the journey that we've been on is the thing that I keep realizing more and more, especially this year, and I kind of made a promise to myself last year on my birthday that I would do more work with friends. I would support my friends' brands, try and buy from people I know, even if it was absurdly more expensive, um, instead of you know purchase everything big box. That life, instead of, when, when you think about growing, so many people think about progressing in their career and making more money as a very transactional um, process. Like, I will exchange my work for your money, and that is the nature of our business together. Instead of thinking about leveraging and building and nurturing and giving like love to all of your relationships and letting them kind of organically develop. Because every brand that we've ever had a long standing relationship with, we are friends with those people who are their marketing department, who are setting up the events, the brand people themselves, if they're doing any type of activation work. And the more I realize that the people you want to work with and getting people to want to work with you, it's about establishing kind of a non-transactional relationship first. And I think that's really cool about what you guys are doing because you're holding space for that relationship to start with friendship, be in person, rather than this like very transactional way to reach out to somebody, which is like, via Instagram and kind of cold and impersonal, but rather giving people time um, to meet and doing that on grounds that feel good mentally, physically, spiritually, emotionally, whatever that might be. Um, So I think that's really cool that you're, you are holding space for that type of relationship to develop rather than what those brands are probably used to, or what assume would happen, which would be very transactional, especially with some of the bigger, um, you know, more notable people i'm sure
2: that are working with these brands and coming to your events. Dude, i completely agree and you know, for me it's like it comes natural to me to to know that like people want to work with people that they like. And when everything is like becoming so commoditized and there is so many options of influencers and brands in the CPG space or brands in the, you know, protein space you know when there's so many different brands that and so many different options and people have choice then it's going to come down to like you know who do I enjoy doing this with and so for me it's like I don't even look at the relationships when I first meet them of like oh if I do this for this person then I'm going to be able to get this back to me it's literally just like Dan could I you know do I enjoy talking to this person do I what do I kind of do I fuck with like with their brand and like what they're doing and like their values and, you know, would I want to be aligned with this person and this and, and what they're preaching. And for me, you know, I think that my, uh, I think that my end all be all like kind of my North star is probably different than some other people's. Like I don't, I probably care less. I probably don't care enough about, you know, transactions or about, money and like things coming back to me than i than i should that's probably one of my weaker things is like uh is finding a way to turn my relationships into actual business transactions because i'm so far on the end of just like i just want to kick it with this person like i just want to hang and like you know have a good time and just like be around family and friends and just like enjoy that but so for me it almost comes it almost doesn't come natural to even switch it into business mode and that's something that I have to to work on but I just think it's just the world is just changing so much to where like relationships are so important and they are the fabric that is beneath everything to where like if you're not a good dude if you're not a good girl if you're like if you are out there like just trying to you know cut people or trying to like get ahead of people and you are looking at it from A scarcity or a black and white or uh kind of like a fearing fear-based uh outlook it just doesn't benefit you anymore maybe in the past it did and maybe like when things were were different it was uh, another way that 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 kind of framework did work for people but like not anymore it just doesn't work anymore at least in my opinion so being a good dude putting yourself out there genuinely caring for people wanting other people to succeed wanting to like help people without not na- necessarily getting something in return. All of those things don't immediately have uh, ROI, uh, ROI, but that you can kind of like uh, quantify. But like over time, it's just such a no brainer to me to be like, dude, that's going to return. Like that's going to return so much more than you expect. So that's the way that I look at it.
0: One of the things that uh, I, I, I look at you and see, and is that exactly what you just said is understanding what what we do and how that does create return for ourselves. And you, you talk a lot about the, the relationships and how those are super important. And I know uh, one of the other things that's really important to you is about is your own wellness. And I think one of the main things that we try to focus on with people that we coach or that we talk to, or that we honestly just hang out with is that understanding how the the wellness that we put into ourselves gives us such a bigger output because we have more energy. We have the ability to connect more with people. We are stronger physically and mentally. We put ourselves through things that cause us stress on purpose so that when a stressful situation comes up, we know how to handle it. What are some of the ways in which you use your own wellness and whether that's your training from your workouts or your skills on the ice to really help you focus um, when you're coming across other situations that might not have anything to do with
2: a physical stress? Um, I would say that all of, 100% of the work that I put in physically with my training and my wellness and all of that is to be able to overcome and uh, stay the course through mental stress, which also can, you know, show up as you know physical uh, stress and ailments and things like that. But I just look at it like, you know, we go. Everybody goes through shit as a kid. Everybody goes through their own kind of personal uh, trauma, if you will, and you know i think when people think of trauma they think of like major major things and i'm just talking about like people go through hard stuff that's just challenging for them as kids and as youth and uh i think like a lot without without going back and kind of understanding the stuff that you've gone through you're kind of moving throughout the world without really understanding the things that are limiting you or holding you back kind of like moving unconsciously and so for me Uh, a big part of my wellness uh, journey has been like when I got done playing with hockey, going to therapy and really just understanding like the shit that I do that is whole, that, that isn't beneficial for me and then understanding why that is. And like a lot of it is like stuff that I had no control of when I was a kid that was just hard for me. And because it was hard for me and I didn't know how to, process it or like work through it back then it's kind of altered the way that i navigate some things and so like now that i am understanding of that i want to be able to shift that and be able to control my my own well-being and my own own life and my own decisions and the way that i want to navigate the world now and so that's like a r- actual like physical process like you know reworking yourself through uh, physical stress or physical uh fear or anxiety like you know physical emotions reworking yourself through that is something that is very challenging and is very demanding of both your body and of both like your mental state and so all of my all of my workouts the sauna the ice bath the meditations the conversations that I have the therapy the you know All of that stuff is allowing me to better reparent myself or rework through that stuff when it comes up that stress that, you know, fight or flight mode and like, be able to like breathe through it and be like, that shit was back in the past. I got this now I'm in control and like being able to like stay present and keep working on it. So that's where my like wellness thing has really come centerfold. I've always been into training. I've always been into athletics, but like really like being able to like, take control of my well-being is, is what I consider wellness now.
0: 100%. Pain tracing is something that I think if you haven't gone through that exercise, you don't know what your potential is. You don't know where you can take things because subconsciously things are holding you back. There's experiences, there's traumas, there's ups and downs that if we don't register those things, we don't even understand that there's like, it's like you're running a mile and then I take a fifteen pound weight vest best off you, and you run it again, and you're like, "Holy shit! Now I can do this way easier." 100%. One hundred percent. One of the uh, in- interesting, you said this at the beginning that when you played, you were, you know, focused so much off the ice as as well as on the ice, and I resonate with that. So one of the most, I mean, it you know, you'll understand it. For some people, they might not. One of the most. Kind of like one of my pain points, one of my pain tracing points, which I am actually working through right now, um, was when I was in high school. Um, I was best friends with all my my friends now, and um, they were all basketball players. So, like when I take a picture right now, I am the shortest dude in the corner, but everyone else was was strong. And I had a bunch of D one guys, professional football players, that were on my high school basketball team. But um, I got cut my junior and senior year from the varsity basketball team. Um, and I was the hype guy. I won every single sprint. I would make free throws until the cows came home and I worked outworked every person on the team, but I just didn't have the natural ability and the, and the talent to, to make the team. And our team was, you know, getting to the state tournament every single year. And I honestly think that my coach was just an asshole and wanted to show that if you don't have the talent, you don't deserve to be on my team. Um, and so this year I set a goal of being able to dunk a basketball and I'm ten. Uh, and I have no ups. So that came from that. That was like, I need to overcome that because that's holding me back. Um, And so I'd love for you, if you have an example of something that you're working through or have worked through, um, because I think it's, it's, you know, it's, it's important for people to see that, you know, you see the highlights, right? Like people see that like, oh, this week I was able to put a tennis ball on the rim they don't understand like where's that stemming from like yeah the physical journey's cool like that I you know was touching the net at the beginning of the year and then I got the rim and now I'm where I'm at now and I still have a lot to go but I'm trying to have people understand like the roots of like what the purpose of things are Um, so what are some of the things that like that you've gone through that you're working on to better yourself
2: and understand that like, these were some of the things that held me back. Like what were some of those
1: experiences? One of the
2: things that, that when you were just talking about that, that I, that immediately came to mind was, uh, I'm such a, a, I, I hate confrontations so much that when I was playing, I would very, I would, it would take me very, very long for me to go and speak up to a coach or GM or whatever. If there was things that I didn't agree with, and, and honestly, on a lot of teams, like I would just like suck it up and just be like, whatever, I'm just gonna shut up and just keep playing and just keep doing my thing. Um, and one of the things now is that I'm trying to work on is like, really being able to articulate the way that I'm feeling, and go and immediately have those conversations, as soon as I feel something that and to and to get it out in a way that actually conveys that the way that I'm feeling in a in a thoughtful and caring and also like compassionate and understanding way to where i'm i'm not having that to where i am confronting the situation but i'm doing it in a in a peaceful and in a articulate way that is productive and i think like when i first started first when i became aware of like damn i'm not like speaking up for myself enough and and because of that like i'm you know, having to just put up with things that I that, that my boundaries are being crossed. And like the way that I want look at things and the way I want to navigate things isn't be, isn't playing out the way that I want it to. But that's just because I'm just kind of sitting here. And I don't want to go and have that conversation. And when I started to notice that then I was like, fully flew the other way and was like, I'm gonna call out everyone, anybody that's doing anything that I don't like, like, I'm gonna I want to just do that immediately but that's also not the way that I want to navigate it. So then just kind of getting clear on like, okay, I don't want to be like, scared of, you know, talking, having any kind of challenging conversation. I don't want to be scared of confrontation. I don't want to be scared of, you know, somebody rejecting the way that I think or like not agreeing with the way that I view this situation. So I want to go into this and be able to articulate it and hear their side of it and like, actually hear out what they're the way that they're thinking and have a meaningful conversation so that this does get resolved, but it gets resolved in a way that is uh, a win for both of us. That's something that was been fucking so challenging and has been so also rewarding. Um, when I do ha- go in and like have a conversation like that and like, you know, business relationships, friendships, like all of that stuff is perfect places to, to that, you know, you do need to have those conversations. And so every time that I have a conversation like that, I'm like, damn, if I would have been able to have this kind of conversation when I was playing and like be able to feel confident that I could go in and execute on this and be able to to hear out, you know, my coach or my GM and like, you know, feel this out, I might be in a different place than I am right now. But now it's no longer something that's that's weighing me down or that's holding me back. I think what's really interesting, kind of
1: along the same line of thinking, and just sort of drawing a pattern that I noticed when I was younger, I think from a male perspective and from like a locker room perspective, voicing your opinion as like a young male athlete in, a, in an aggressive sport is not an open forum to like, to voice your opinion. 100%. <laughs> and your voice, whether you wanted to do that at a younger age, like a decade ago, probably wouldn't have even been taken the right way because your coach and GM wouldn't have known how to communicate. And That's so true. Yeah. And I, I think what's really interesting is that communicating well is becoming a necessity for everyone. Maybe it's the rise of like a quick media cycle, how fast things can spread. You know, you could ruin your reputation by saying one thing on accident to the wrong person. Um but I think just even from an interpersonal context, it is very hard to be firm but not aggressive, to be empathetic without being cold and apathetic. And I, I think there's there's just such a fine line between how we take a stance for ourselves but also care for others and how we you stand up for yourself as an athlete, as a professional athlete, but how you also take care of your teammates. I think that's a super interesting dynamic because there's money involved. Totally. Um, and I think it's awesome that you have taken an immediate step to start to work through those things because I think a lot of athletes, I think a lot of men in general, don't take the time to sort those things out. And then it plays out, like you said, in relationships, in business, with family, with children. Um, you know, if you decide to have 10 kids, like you're going to need to learn how to communicate well. Otherwise, you're going to be yelling a lot. And Bro, I, I, think well, I completely too, agree. Yeah, I think it's just very interesting how far we've come, like as men, especially the type A, a little bit more alpha uh men who just you know enjoy sports came up through that world like to, to be able to have those open conversations you know
2: and still be a part of a locker room still kick it i think it's really important i think there's a handful of things and probably more reasons than i can define right now but like i think just as society it's like you know society is getting more and more sensitive especially men like more in touch with their emotions more Open about like conversations that before was just like "Eh, put it away and just don't talk about it And it's probably is like you were saying it probably has to do with the fact of you know social media and media in general and just like people don't want to put up with The shit that they've had to in the past where they didn't have a voice and now that people have a voice and it's and the Ability to be heard by so many people in a matter of moments Is something that probably scares People into acting better, which is a good thing, but is also a thing where it's like you know it's just time for it's just time for this to change. It's just time for us to e- adapt and evolve into a place that is better suiting for everybody. There's not one person that it do- that it doesn't benefit for us to be better at communicating. And I think that you're seeing in a lot of these uh, major league sports right now. Where the coaches that that can't communicate with their players and don't and aren't able to articulate and and let people be vocal and feel out the way that they're feeling and have their own opinions and kind of have that old school mentality uh, are being pushed out now because players don't want to deal with that anymore. And so I just think that it's it it for me being a person that recognizes patterns and like just kind of understands the way that things are going. I know that it is in my best interest to learn to be a, an even better communicator. And I think I've always been really good at communicating. Like I think that I've always been the dude on my team that friends would go to to talk about like what they're going through. So I know that that's something that's been in my skill set, but just the ability to actually articulate it and communicate the way that things are showing up or that I, the way that I'm feeling about things is really a skill set that I'm like, dude, that's that uh, to me, I value that more than almost anything in both business and fucking 10 out of 10 in relationships. Like could not be more, could not be more gung ho on if you're able to communicate in your relationship and you're able to have that open line of transparency. There's really like nothing that you can't get over. Like there's obviously things that where things aren't meant to be and there's stuff that doesn't work out, but like, those conversations and the way that communication plays a role in that is so immensely huge that I don't think people realize it. And so that's just something that I'm super pumped about. How do you think you're translating all of those sentiments
1: into the brands that you're building? Like, how does that, how does that kind of manifest in what your brands sound like, how you hold space, who you invite, the brands you associate with, who you pick for project partners, like how do you think about that? At every new project you start or new post you make, um, so how does that play into your your business?
2: Yeah, so uh, my kind of like slogan that has been that I've been feeling for the past, um, I'd say like six, eight, eh, probably like a year now, is do cool shit and be a good dude. Or sometimes it's do cool shit and bring everyone with you. And when I say do cool shit, be a good dude. And that's the way that I feel like all of the projects that I'm working on is like, first and foremost is the second half of it. Be a fucking good dude. Like, just be the best that you can be and be and really actually genuinely care about people without doing it because you want to look like you're a good dude. Like, just actually care about people because life is better when everybody is enjoying their life. And that works for yourself, that works for all the people around you. Nobody can argue that when people are in a good mood, things are more enjoyable. So that helps when you are a good person. The second part of that, after you have that kind of foundation, is like on some real shit, I want to fucking do dope stuff. Like I want to be really good at the things that I'm doing. I want to build brands that are really impactful and that are fucking dope, and I want to do that and people be able to be like, "Wow, that guy actually did it and did it as like a dude that if I that I, when I've met him, He actually is like the same dude that he looks like when he's posting stuff or he actually is like a guy that aside from his brand, if his brand was gone the next day, like I would love to still kick it with him. And I actually think that he's a really enjoyable person to be around. And so that's the way that for me, when I go into any brand thing that I'm doing, whether it's working with another brand, whether it's me putting out my own ones, whether it's doing reset with my partner and my girlfriend, um, it's like let's do that let's let's be the best at this that we can let's make this like s- very like in touch with what's cool right now with culture with swag with appearance with aesthetic but like at the foundation of this like let's make this a business and a brand that every single person that works underneath or works in collaboration with is like that's the best brand in the world to work with so that's the kind of way that i navigate it
0: Yeah. I mean, that is, (laughs) I love that. I love just everything about that. I think it's, I think it's important for people to realize and, and take a step back and kind of like ask themselves that question so that they can reflect on what they're trying to do and where they're trying to go. I think people that are in situations like us that are trying to build companies, build brands, work on projects, hold space for people. It's really important to like, understand your core values and to have kind of that, Mission style statement that that you created. Um, what what you what you guys are putting together is is super special. Give us the lowdown on uh, the Honey House.
2: So uh, d- just before we jump into that, I want to just touch on what you were just saying. And I think some people have different values. Like I think the more and more that I'm realizing it, the more that I'm like doing the work of understanding myself. Is like I was. Re- I'm really fortunate that I was that my mom and my dad. Built that kind of instilled this in me that like something that I really care about and more from my mom because my mom was around way I was a lot closer to my mom than I was with my dad growing up because my dad was gone a lot being a an agent and an executive in the NHL and but just the way of that I uh, was close with my mom as a kid and with my sisters and brothers as a kid is like something that I genuinely. Crave and want for the re- the rest of my life and, and with my own family. So like that is the that is the the number one thing for me is like to be able to build that kind of foundation of like a close knit family. And I mean both blood family, like my children, and also like extended group, close friends, and and people that I work with that I also consider my family. So like that's my. That's my first and foremost. If I go and I don't make a billion dollars and and I can live comfortably with those those people around me, I'm chilling. On top of that, you know, aspiration wise for me, my with, throughout my youth, I was very into you know th- things that were kind of popping and were cultural like Napster, LimeWire, MySpace even younger pokemon like thing all of the stuff that kids the 2000s kids were into was stuff that i found dope and so outside of like my values of being like family and and love and that kind of stuff first the second thing that pumps me up is like doing dope stuff that the culture fucks with so that's my makeup other people it might be something completely different where their their youth was much different. And they actually really enjoyed being a, an only child. And they're way more introverted. And they're, they don't, they weren't as close with their family. And they really absolutely loved their work. And that was first and foremost to them. And that's totally cool, too. But like doing that work of like understanding yourself is gonna what what is what got me to be like, this is what I want. So that's, that's the first part of that.
0: Yeah, that I think it's super important to to take the time to do that. Um, I think a lot of people, um, those thoughts come up in their head, and they either then turn to their next project or to something else, or kind of put them in the back of their mind and never actually like either write those things down or just like spend time thinking about that. Uh, I think that's what meditation does for me. It gives me a space to just like let those thoughts come in and out, return back to my breathing and then be able to just like sit with those things at some times. And, um, you know, I think it's, I think it's a really important thing. Like you said, it doesn't matter if it's the introverted person that was an only child or one of seven or male, female, none of that matters. It's just like, it's taking time to just self reflect and say like, this is who I am. And this is what I like doing. And this is what makes me happy. And this, when this cup is full, I can give more back to other people um really. i think that that really has to be the ethos of of whatever it is somebody does and you know we're always we always talk about simon sinek's work with start with why and i think that yeah. that's really what it comes down to it's like when you really know why then you figure out what and what can change a million times you know you could you could take three businesses and like you said it might it might work and then you know a pandemic might hit and you might have to shift gears but that doesn't even matter because as long as you're fulfilling that why and you're living that truth, like you can then be happy. And like you said, it doesn't, the mo- the money in the bank doesn't become a, you know, a, a reason to do what it is that you
2: do. Could not agree more. Could not agree more. Uh, I, and I, I think like that, that Simon Sinek's a good dude. I, that was one of the first guys that I really started listening to when I was getting into like self-development and that's a great book also a great ted talk um but it's just like that's totally the foundation is like why are you doing what you're doing or else if you're not following that and you don't and you aren't aware of that that's when you're moving kind of like unconsciously or you're just kind of moving like without really even knowing where you're moving to so that's something that's that's super impactful
0: yeah with with everything that's that's going on right now i think i mean this is a one thing that I've noticed is that people right now are, are, they have more time. So they're starting to think about this stuff and it's, it's either leading them down a route of unfortunately, like, you know, getting, getting caught up in their thoughts or it's honestly leading a lot of people fortunately down a, down a route of holy shit. Like I was commuting four hours a day and I was missing all this time with my family. And now
2: I have that and this is what I want to do. Totally. And think about like, that's such a great point. By the way, uh, and I think that like right now this is like the first time where people have had to like really pause and and unfortunately for some people reflect. And I think that that's exactly where it is true that some people are going the route of like damn, this has been really fortunate for me because I've now understood that I don't need to live in the city and I can, you know, I can spend less on this and I actually don't need to have a gym membership or whatever. And also even much deeper things of like, wow, I really didn't enjoy that job or, you know, things like that. But the unfortunate part of it is some people are going the other direction where now they've had to pause and they're just either getting obsessed with what's going on in the political landscape or go, getting, diving super deep into, you know, the the virus that's going on or like, you know, there's so many things that you can spend your time on. But like taking that time to just like, understand what's going on with you it's so it can be tough so like i'm i'm empathetic of people that are like that haven't don't want to put in that work because honestly some of it sucks like a lot of it when you're like really realizing like wow you know i i really didn't enjoy that or wow i you know i need i do need to speak up for myself like that's not fun shit to like learn but it's so but it's so 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 beneficial and on the other side of that work is like just a much more enjoyable lifestyle. So I completely agree with that.
0: Yeah, man, I think it's, you know, there's, I love just hearing the way you phrase things about that. And, you know, it's, it's empowering to hear other people that are doing this. And I think one super cool thing is like, you know, There's so many people around the world that are that are doing all these things and spending time thinking about that. It's just it's great to hear other people that are that are taking time to reflect. One of the our slogan at Live Better is to have the best day ever every single day. And what that means is it's a conscious understanding that you create that. You control your reaction or your response to everything that comes at you throughout a day. And you can choose to either say, this is a growing opportunity and learning, and I'm going to take this and go full steam at it. And it's also like on the days that are vibing, it's like to recognize like today is awesome. like This is a sweet thing that I'm doing and to really focus on being present. Um, and so we'd love to ask everybody that comes on the show, if you could wake up tomorrow and obviously there's no restrictions, you could do anything you want. What is What is JT's best day ever look like?
2: Best day ever would be for I wake up, I uh, get a quick workout in. I go in my sauna. I go in the ice bath. I jump in a pool, and then when I'm done with that, uh, you know, best day. Let me jump. Let me rewind that. Best day ever would also be in the morning. I say hello to my wife and my children. I'm this is in the future. This isn't current. Uh, And then uh, after the after I jump in the pool, I go shower. I come back. I grab a coffee and I sit down and I sit down and at my at my desk with my team that works on the business that I own. And we sit there for the next eight hours. And we just absolutely fucking demolish the business that we're that we're working on. And we do dope shit. And we uh, connect people and help people take control of their life, whatever that means to them. And, uh, and then around, around five o'clock, I'm done with that work. And I go and I kick it with my family. And that to me is the best day ever. That is, that is the single greatest day.
0: We are going to demolish. <laughs> what I love it. Like, fuck it. Like, it's let's just go ham. Advantage. I love it, dude. I mean, that is, that's it. And and I what I love about your answer was that you're forward thinking, but you're also present because you're doing that shit every single day. Like you're on that grind, you're you're putting in the work to create. I love just like the affirmations that came out of that. Like my wife and my kids, my business, like and fucking demolish it. That is that's what the best day ever is. Like that is it. And we need to put the steps in place, do the work every single day, create the actions to actually make that a thing. And I think it's really important to. To be thoughtful about that and to be present—that today we have to do what we need to do today to get to the point where we want to be tomorrow—and just live in that every single day.
2: Totally agree. I actually really liked how you just said that. Do because sometimes doing what you have to do today to get what you want tomorrow isn't what you want to do today. And there's a lot of times. (laughs)
0: Exactly. Often. Often.
2: Yeah, more often than not. And there's a there's a lot of times where like. I'm like, damn, I really want to, uh, like, if I, if I know that what I want is to have a successful business, successful relationship, you know, family, like all of that, that's not what I want to be doing today. That What I'm doing, what I want to do today is not mapping towards that. What I want to do today is lay in bed, like, not do my work, not work out, not have that conversation I need to have. But then I'm like, damn, but like, I know what I, actually want not what I want just in this moment like Mm -hmm. you know maybe on a micro level I want to kick it in bed and not do anything and not face the world but like I know that on the grand scheme of things on a macro level like what I really want is to be connected with everybody to be building this business to be having those conversations so it's not all you don't always do what you want to do but you sometimes have to do what you have to do exactly
0: dude I mean we could talk for another four hours just, just on the alone. I uh, want to be cognizant of your time. Where can people find out about you, the, the projects you're working on, the brands you're building, the connections people can have? How can people link up with you in, in L.A., Hollywood area? Like l- Like, let us know where people can find you.
2: Yeah, so just so people know right now what's going on is I'm li- I'm actually living in a TikTok house that I started with my good friend Nick Dio, um, where we started this, this house out of uh, quarantine when everybody was stuck at home and we wanted to bring a bunch of people in a house together uh, and build a bunch of content around it. And so we started this house. It's called the Honey House on TikTok, Honey House on Instagram. It's about to be Honey House. And um, right now we've grown it in the first uh, ten days from zero to thirty thousand on TikTok, so we're right, we're at about thirty right now. And uh, really, with that is we're just putting out a ton of like fun, kind of uplifting content, and then also some like self help, how to type stuff. So that's one project that I'm working on right now. And then my own uh, personal stuff is all at JT Barnett, so that's on Instagram, Twitter, LinkedIn. Uh, tiktok youtube all of that that's all jt barnett and um that's where you can find me
0: brother this was unreal uh i can't wait to come out and hang uh in la we'll catch some waves we'll
2: please we'll have a good
0: if you're ever in chicago dude please please hit us up
2: would love to i appreciate it guys they're really really grateful you guys had me on
1: oh yeah dude have the
0: best day ever
2: You too.